Welcome to the Territorial Fae Podcast, a podcast where boozy fae females discuss bookish adventures. Hey guys, welcome back to the Territorial Fae Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia. I'm Kaylee. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jen. And today, since we finished up book one of The Hunger Games, we all took this week and watched the movie. So we're going to discuss our thoughts on the movie before we dive into our first chapters of Catching Fire. Okay, so we were hoping to watch the movie together. It just, I mean, four people living in four different areas now, three different time zones. It just didn't work out. Uh ever in our favor so (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) but um so we all just watched it on our own terms but I have some thoughts I love I love the movie I watch it at least once a year all these movies like I know Kaylee's shaking her head but I actually watched it with Bryson for the first time and so it was funny watching it with him um, and then I watched it with my brother, um, who's seen it before, but he hasn't read the book. So he's like, he was asking me questions about how is this in the book? How is that in the book? And I was like, it is well, very, well, that's the thing. That's the thing is that like, how do you take books versus movie? Because mm-hmm. for me, I always am like thinking of all the little details, like yeah. they left things out, they changed things up. I'm like, there was already enough. You could have just put it all in there. But that's not how movies are. That's what disappoints me. Is I'm always like, yeah, did it do what happened in the book? Well, I thought it was so funny when you Marco Polo does, Jen, and you're like, I mean, they could fit everything in the book in an hour and a half, right? And I'm just like dying. <laughs> so I'm like, no, <laughs> no, they can't. So Jen, what was the biggest standout for you that wasn't in the movie that was in the book? Um, probably like because I love PETA I I like Josh Josh Hutchinson I do but he's supposed to be taller than her he's supposed to be like a tall broad strong guy she's supposed to be very short she's supposed to be shorter than over half of them so I think like that kind of gave him a disadvantage in the movie and I I was like I this is why there's a PETA Gale debate because of the movie (laughs) like you see Liam Hemsworth which Honestly, I'm more of a Chris gal, so whatever. But you see him, and I feel like Josh had no chance. Yeah, and I do feel that because I was talking to Wit um, about the Hunger Games, and he's like, "Yeah, Peter kind of just came off as a little lame, and because he's only seen the books or uh, seen the movie." Sorry, because I was like, "Have you read them?" Right? Because and, and I was like, <laughs> "Did you say first of all, how dare you?" I said. Peter's my ultimate and he's like no he's not I said yes he's like <laughs> even above Akatar. I said yes and he's like why and I and I explained and he goes oh well that's not that's not really what you get from him in the movies and I was like no you don't like and he's like because that dude seems com- like like a different like a badass or like very different than like this dude like not that he's whatever he just kind of seems like a to me, it was kind of seeming like he wanted to say, well, like a wet blanket, but yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but um, I don't 
think it's cast like it wasn't casting for me so much as they didn't do his like personality and his lines justice like in the book he's funny and he's witty and you've got all these things where he's like well okay if you kiss me we can i'll do this and all and like he's silly in it and you get a lot funny you get that like leading up and then in the games too and he like his lines are just very very minimal yeah he always seems like kicked puppy in the yeah and like they i guess if you if we were to say one thing i think they left out that should have been in there is peter's always so understanding with her like he he gets her he can read her mind he knows her moods and like remember in the cave when she got the syrup and she like basically put him to sleep and he figured it out and he was like mad about it Mm -hmm. and he was just like i'm disappointed like i'm pissed you did this even the next day they didn't put that in there at all so you don't get to see some kind of like him standing up to her yeah and the cave the cave scene's like days in the cave you could have put everything in an hour and you get like one day in the movie and the thing is in the in the movies you feel like Peta is very he just does whatever Katniss wants he's very yeah like kicked puppy but like you were saying when he gets mad he's not always like that right like in the scene um when they're on the train home and they're he's like what do we do now and it's like we she's like we forget and he's like well I don't want to forget that's not how it happens he gets mad and he storms away and he doesn't talk to her like, yeah. like are you fucking kidding this is real for me like in in like so he's a real person and in the, in the movies they kind of just seem like he's like yeah a lovesick puppy that just does whatever Katniss wants and it's like no like he is to an extent but he's still his own person like right. he's not gonna take the shit like he's right. still got enough like self-love and and whatever in him to be like yeah fuck you too you know yeah, like got some fire in the book that he doesn't have in the movie he's very placid um i do love josh to be described he is literally probably like the best for me and i know he's not tall or broad enough like compared to her but like when like i see like he the the way they made him blonde and stuff like i'm like okay Mm -hmm. yeah maybe if you were a little taller and broader you'd be like spot on but he did a very good especially in like when we get to like three and four when he gets yeah when he does get that fire I'm like yeah yeah overall I think they did cast very well like that's usually my biggest beef is casting it's like if you do that some just one wrong you ruin the whole thing I think he was a pretty good PETA but like it's epic yeah Woody Harrelson is phenomenal and did you guys see the video where he and Liam were doing an interview together and they've been in quite a few movies together so I'm not sure if it was for Hunger Games but um uh the interviewer is like oh you know like somebody named Chris and and Liam laughs it off and he's like yeah 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 and Woody is like I just put together that that was your brother filmed multiple movies with him and had no idea just put it together during that you could see it light up in his brain that he was like Chris Hemsworth is your brother I didn't know that oh no I I haven't seen that bless his heart 
they actually both of them filmed a movie in my hometown together woody and liam um it was cowboy type movie is it the duel i'm looking i'm trying to look up what they're in together and they're both in cowboy hats in this sure i have absolutely no i i I didn't live there about right there's some things that they added to this movie that i get i feel like i get why they had to but like the whole back and forth between snow and the game maker like i'm like that never happened like they added a lot of the capitals input like mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. because some of it like is so is so much of her in, like internal thoughts throughout okay. the book that that's probably why. But they opened with the category or with the capitals view of the Hunger Games, which was interesting to me. Yeah, it, <laughs> what's interesting to me is that they completely took out the peacekeepers that were basically part of the town. You know, they they made all the peacekeepers seem they like they were from the capital and like it was very structured but like Katniss and Gail both sold to peacekeepers on a normal day yeah and I think that was like a a little missing link to putting the capital with them especially when you take Rue's point of view with well they added that riot which I don't think happened that riot like more book two like that wouldn't happen they did kill someone, but it was only one person that like spoke out after. Yeah, but that was during the victory tour in book two. In book We're not two. there yet. You yeah, know? And she doesn't like, even know riots are a thing until book two. No, and right. I don't think they were even there until book two. Like it didn't happen after Rue's death. You know, like yeah. And then, so that was a normal thing to lose your child in the Hunger Games. And then another thing that I it kind of rubbed me the wrong way was like. Hamish instigating the game maker to change the rules of the game. Oh, I'm like yeah, that, that was weird. Yeah, I'm like, dude, Hamish doesn't have that much pull, dude. He's literally just one victor out of all these mentors. Like, yeah. he's not the one convincing the game maker to change the rule to have two star cross cross lovers. Like that, they could have yeah. made that rule without Hamish being the one to instigate that. So I just I agree. To me, that just made no sense to add unless you wanted to put a little bit more importance on Hamish, but he already has enough importance. Like, I like how, like, after Katniss, Katniss was burned and you see Hamish sitting there around the people Walking and then he finally is like, I need to get sponsors. And he starts mingling and doing yeah. this stuff. Like, I like seeing that. But like, I did like that too. Him, yeah. him mingling in the game. Like, why would that game maker the head game maker be out to to where he is anyway he wouldn't be like he's running and that was like a split decision too for like i you know in the middle of the the games where it's like oh all of a sudden hey if two of you survive you can live and then at the end oh never mind Uh and then they do you know the berries and it's like oh wait no don't do that you know i feel like everything the game makers did had nothing to do with anyone else yeah but that's 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 where my beef comes in with book versus movie (laughs) It's mm-hmm. so much that's like why, like the berry thing. They don't they don't put them all the way in their mouth in the mm-hmm. movie. Like what's what's was the like two point seconds. of those tiny little things? Like yeah, I was like they put it in their mouth right and they spit it out. Yeah, and because that, she already had it's like did you get it all out? <laughs> yeah, it's like she already had that planned because it wasn't it wasn't acted like. Let me think about this for a second because that's her biggest thing is that she's always 
trying to think of any possible way to survive. And it was just like, oh, we're going to die, let's eat berries. It wasn't like, that's the beauty of the that part in the book was she was just like, what do I do? And it was fun to or yeah. it was kind of yeah that's what was a big miss for me too that same part uh Peter takes his knife out in the book right away right because he takes yep. his knife out and he's gonna drop it and Katniss immediately yep. freaking pulls her bow at him and I'm like this is something that seriously like takes three to five seconds and it shows like oh shit he she thought he was just gonna go for it right there yeah <laughs> yep I didn't and- leave it out <laughs> Or when they get picked up, he's literally dying. She tourniquets yeah. his leg and um, well, they leave life. that whole They leave him out. not having a, a, yeah, he does lose his leg, but yeah, like, that, that feeds into their story when they pick him up in the hovercraft and you just see her banging on the glass <laughs> because they have him in emergency surgery because he's literally dying. And, she's like feral she's yeah you know, and they have like to like needle her to to knock her out and it's like that plays into how she feels how the capital sees it how people see that she loves him before she knows that she loves him like all of that plays like in the books but yeah the, and like I think another what gets me is they rush like you have three minutes to visit them before they leave no they don't they had all day she had yeah. like seven visitors. Yeah, okay. they didn't even have Madge in there. Like she got the she bought the pin herself, yeah. gave it to Pran, yeah. and then Pran yeah. gave it her. So like they kind of took out this whole like this person who's supposed to be working with the capital kind of like is also like yeah no I'm not. That's my I'm not that okay was with it. That's what I was gonna bring up. That's one of my biggest things that's in the books that's not in the movies that I I regret because I think Madge. And her becoming friends with Madge after she gets back. And I, I really feel like that adds like a depth to Katniss that, that isn't there in the movies. Well, because like her and Madge, she realizes when she like looks back on it, like her and Madge sit together, her and Madge, they don't talk, but they're always together. And she's like, oh, I guess I really did have a friend. Like you're an idiot, right? Yeah. But, and then I didn't like with the pin that Cinna like hides it. No, they all get to take a token from home. Like, why? That That's two seconds. That's two words. Like, mm-hmm. why do you have to hide it? Like, I get no, trying silly. to bring the rebellion. I The whole thing with it is to make the rebellion a bigger thing, right? The whole but thing But then why with... not include the Avox girl in it? Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. That's, that's something that Addie, like, listened to a tiny bit of book one with me, and that's she immediately pointed that out we were watching the movie she goes that girl with the tongue never ran across with her tongue cut off never ran across the field and i was like you're right right i didn't pick that up at all like you're she's absolutely right i think it added a level of terror because the you know the capital because gail and katniss both saw them taken away so that was one of the reasons they didn't run away because they can find you yeah Gosh. Even if she didn't meet her there and it was just like a memory or something like yeah because they I did they did do the hovercraft when gail and katniss were in the field before the reaping they did do the hovercrafts come across and that didn't happen in the book no they didn't so 
I love the movies, but I love the movies as movies, not like yeah. as doing the book justice because the whole, there should have, it should have been done better and there should have been more on PETA giving her the bread. Mm-hmm. I know. There's, because, we literally don't understand okay. what happened. It makes no, no sense. He, he, you see his mom yelling at him and then you see him throw bread at her in the rain. Like you should see him see her like looking for food first going inside being intentional with burning it and then coming out like so it's just like oh cool one day he threw some bread at me out in the rain like and this is the thing is they talk about it in the cave in the cave okay and they didn't show any like that was the thing is in the cave i swear that is where they got to be like normal people together and she got to talk to him about how, like, remembering he did that for her. And he, he like, confesses he loves her and all this stuff and all these details. And you don't get that. And I don't know, like, the beginning of the movie, like, they show her and um, Gail way more flirty. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking a lot more, even through the reaping, they're, like, talking across, yeah. you know. And I'm like, they just played him up so much. And then PETA had all this great stuff that they didn't even put in. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. and that this is like watching it with Robbie, where I brought that up to him, right? Because I said, "What you're missing, right?" Is he did he did like mention in the movie, like Peter's like, "I should have I should have brought it to you and not thrown it, right?" But I said, Robbie, I was like, "This is this is not." I was like, first off, they were like eleven, like mm-hmm. they weren't teenagers, like yeah had just got run off by her mom after she went through their garbage she literally just laid on the ground sat on the ground and said i'm gonna give up i'm just gonna die like she hasn't eaten in days mm-hmm. watched it and then intentionally did this i said you don't he like you don't see the well on his face that he got from his mom i was like or the fact that after she got a full belly, the next morning she saw a dandelion and realized that she can forage for food. And then mm-hmm. her and Prim did a dandelion stew with the rest of the bread. And then she started hunting afterwards. Like yeah. he literally sparked her survival mode to hunt and go into the forest with that bread. That one act sparked her whole survival her going to the woods, everything. And she even says in the book, like, I kept tabs on the boy with the bread too. I was like, yeah. so, I was like, all, like, you miss all of that. Like, every single aspect of, of PETA, of her keeping tabs on him and him, like, her, like, th- there is something that she didn't realize that was there, but he, he literally fueled the hope in her, the, the hunting in her, the everything. She called him the boy with the bread. I think that's the sweetest thing. First, I don't know why I love that so much, but I think it's God. cute. And then they it has like a deep-rooted connection. They have a deep-rooted connection. They that do. Both of them, she will never forget that. And they don't mm-hmm. show that. They, you have no idea that there's some background there. It's not this random boy she's in it with yeah. that gave her bread one time. No, <laughs> and it does. It annoys me. It annoys me with the the flirting with her and Gail in the beginning too, because mm-hmm. it's not like that. And I I was when I was explaining to Robbie too when we were watching, and I said in the book she doesn't even realize that she can potentially have romantic feelings towards somebody until like later on when she gets mm-hmm. warmth after kissing Peta when she finally gets a warm feeling in her and says. 
I want to do that again after kissing PETA. And then she's like, well, maybe, maybe could I have something like that with Gail? And it's like, she never even considered a romantic possibility besides keeping tabs on the boy with the bread, but not in a romantic way. And it's like, what? Like, mm. and that's why people like Gail more because it's like, you, you're, you're stirring that shit up. But and also like the kiss. Remember with- this is post, this is post Twilight. So they are fully playing on, well, Twilight just had Team Edward and Team Jacob. True. So we, we need some people to be Team Gale. So they had to figure out how to do that. Love triangle. I think there was still Team Gale even in the book, though, right? Wasn't well, there was Team Gale? <laughs> I was. Well, but like in the movie, they show like Gale is watching you know like when they have their pg kiss she didn't even kiss him like come on guys oh and then when, at the end or something he's like in the woods like being all like eh. yeah <laughs> melodramatic <laughs> <Pretty> little bitch <laughs> so i like the aspect of gail because I, I in the first book i started out as team gail the first time i read it like right when it first came out but it was because of the familiarity and the comfort and he took care of her family. And yeah. that felt important to me when I read it for the first time. And as I continued to read, I became Team Peta, especially in the second book, in the third book, because Peta becomes less of a kicked puppy and more of a good character as he grows because they're so young. They're babies. And- you know- He's had more pampering than than Katniss and Gail have. And she knows that Gail can care for her family. So in the first book, that was so important. See, and I I hated that they left that out of this movie too, because when they talked about the squirrels, then Mm -hmm. you realize in, you find out in this book when they're at the Capitol that he only can eat the stale bread. And he he doesn't even, even though he is a little more privileged, he doesn't Mm -hmm. get the fresh bread. He doesn't get the whatever. He eats the squirrels because he doesn't get the butchered meat. You know, like, so they literally are living at the peak, like Katniss and Gail, because they get fresh meat and fresh veggies. Abusive abusive mother. Oh, yeah. And he's got an abusive mother. But Peter had But he's more privileged. Peter had a full belly and parents who fed him. And yeah. Kat, no, yes. Gail did not have that. 100%. So they had to learn to survive. And for me, when I first read it, the fact that Gail could care for her family and did care enough for her family to feed them while she was gone, you know, he, he did love her. He just didn't love her the way that she needed. He and, loved her in an I need you yes. kind of way. So, and I, I have nothing against Gail, right? Like Gail now, like, well now, but like Gail is still a good guy, right? Gail is still an amazing dude. He took care of his family. He, he had his own ambitions, right? Jen, I see your face. That's that's my beef with him. He had his own ambitions. Third book, right? The, The stuff he says. Yes. And I'm like, I can't respect you for saying those things. But he did take care of her. He did what he always was there. Was it the way she needed or the way that like, no, was it the way he did it? Like he thought no. she needed the way, like he did it the way he thought he, like she needed it, like not the way 
Katniss needed it. And that was my biggest thing, right? Like he loved her the way Gail wanted to love her, not the way Katniss needed to be loved. And that, that was the biggest thing, right? Like, um, which is like, and we'll talk about it in book three, because it's like one of my favorite lines when Peta and, and Gail are, are talking in the basement and she's supposed to be sleeping. And it's like, uh-huh. she hears she'll them. choose whoever she thinks she cannot l- l- survive without. Right. That was like, also a very twilight, uh, oh. scene. Cause the 10, I know. In the mountains. <laughs> but <laughs> while she's supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. I didn't Thomas realize how Gail um, was a girl for like half of book one. He says you thought he was a girl. Thomas did seriously. Oh. He was like, I feel like they didn't, they didn't like, I don't know, give him enough or something. He's like, I thought because of the name, obviously, he's like, I thought it was a girl for like almost half the book. So I went back and I was like, bro, it says he on page eight, and then it says like no romantic feelings or whatever on page twelve. I'm like, you just missed big with this one. That is so funny. So I wish we could all be like Gail. Who? (laughs) What was your favorite part that they? added into the movie that either was not in the books or was in the books like what do you think they did really well um oh I don't know I think everything about PETA is just I go to PETA um I think oh when Rue died Granted, yes. she didn't die the necessarily the right way because yes. she didn't like the spear didn't go past her. She was he was over top of her, but the way she sang and she mm-hmm. did the flowers and everything, so they did that part perfectly. Very well. And she got mad. Yeah. Was she the was song crazy. different in the meta? Um, I don't know. I would have familiar to me. When does she sing the hanging tree? That's like three. Yeah, that's in that's to the the Avox. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I but I remember. So they did that really well, and then my other thing is with Peta when you see his joy from decorating, like um, mm-hmm. like when they're in the training thing, and he's like, yeah. oh, and he like looks up, and he looks so freaking cute, and he's all like, hey. And he like shows like he's like I decorated the cakes and he shows his hand yes. and you just see his joy of like something that he loves like mm-hmm. so I think they did a good job at like showcasing that for for him if you know that background of Peta but I think the Rue the Rue dying scene was epic it was perfect the best the Absolutely. best part. what about you Amanda uh, that that was mine <laughs> Rue that was mine too what about you Jim. <laughs> Um, I like that too, but like one thing I do appreciate them putting in is snow and like seeing how terrible he is because yeah. you don't really hear anything about him until the second book. And then they show like, he's talking to like the game maker and he's like, what are you doing? And he says like, hope is the only thing stronger than fear. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you are not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy them showing him and being like, she is in trouble. This guy is not happy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
One thing that really I did not like in this entire movie, and this is something that I, I didn't remember from watching it before, but it made me severely motion sick. Some, Thomas commented on that. Some of the points of, would it be points of view? Yes. Yes. Were um, first person and they moved really fast. It made me very sick. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it didn't make you sick, Alicia, because you have severe motion sickness. Was it the tracker jacker scene mainly? Oh, that one was rough. Yeah, the tracker one jacker. Of, it was multiple times. It was throughout the entire movie that even when um they were panning the children at the reaping, it moved really, really fast. And lots of times while they were in the woods in in the Hunger Games, it was very, you know, first person shaky camera kind of Blair Witch style shit. Mm-hmm. And I I had to close my eyes and stop watching it at some points because it made me want to throw up. They did um, move it. The can yeah, they did move the cameras a little jerky. It was very uh I think they meant it to be. Yeah. I think they need it to be that way because they wanted you to be there. Be, but I, I can't deal with that. And I'm real. I don't. I don't remember watching the second and third ones. I haven't watched them in a really long time. I really hope they don't do that. Do that. You can watch the second one, Amanda. Does it do that? I don't think as much. Okay, good. Because I really don't want to puke. I'll watch it I'll- and I'll just give you a time. Like, hey, watched- be careful. Close your eyes. I watched it last night, but Thomas commented on that almost immediately like during the panning of the children at the reaping he was like he's like I don't know if I like how this is filmed the camera's moving really fast yeah it makes me sick to my stomach I'm glad I'm not the only one I'm really surprised Alicia since you're so motion sick I know no I don't I think I did notice it but I just I don't think I noticed it yeah Um, that much I have to say the other part that that I just popped in my my brain when she shoots the apple out of the Pig's mouth? Pig's mouth. They did that really well because they you did. can see how she, and she played that part really well too. I, I know with the the bow and the yeah because you can see that she got like all excited and then you see yeah. I'm like dude that's me that's how quick I turn where I'm like oh yeah and then I'm like the fuck this and this I'm like, bitch. I get that I get that angry that fast right and then she's like thanks for your consideration and then she the almost takes the bow Hamish, with her i was like okay the way Hamish reacted to that was epic job, i love that woody harrelson is such a good fucking actor because he freaking was just like uh effie is freaking the fuck out and everything you do reflects on us and then Hamish goes and gives her a thumbs up and she, he goes thank you for your consideration and i'm like look they do a really good job casted really well too yes oh the other thing guys that we're gonna be we were all mad about that they didn't do is the PETA call oh I I said that I said that to Robbie I said right here she yells PETA's name when they do the announcement that it can be two victors she doesn't yell PETA Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. She doesn't even realize that she does it. Like, yeah, she just fell out of her mouth before. Yeah. She, well, because obviously she's calling everybody to her location. She didn't want to do that. And then I'm like, right here, she strips him naked. <laughs> well, 
okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Is she just, like, starts walking through the woods, and it's like, she didn't call his name, so how do you know she's going to search for PETA unless you know mm-hmm. she's searching for PETA? Like, she's just roaming the woods again. It's like, there's no context, guys. Oh, um, and it doesn't, I, it, it doesn't show that she knows he's hurt either because don't you don't you get a does she i think room like slide like real quick like because i think uh katniss says like and the boy from my district and she's like she thinks he's by the river Mm -hmm. that's all yeah there's nothing about him being hurt Mm -mm. all she's all rue says is i think he's by the river because then rue goes is all of that true? Yeah. About you and him. I thought that was the cutest thing. Uh, but when they met, when, you know, Katniss peeked around the tree, that's not, Katniss saw her feet first. And that was how she knew she was standing in the bushes. And I thought that was such a cute thing that they should have done. Like that would have taken like, what, four seconds? Mm-hmm. She just saw her cute little feet first. Cause she'd already like been putting leaves on her and then the book mm-hmm. it's she sees her and then she's like you can come out it's fine and then rue's like oh i can help you yeah and he chews them up and spits them out spits right them out. yeah 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 I mean, we don't see Peta kill that girl either oh when, you're right when he's yeah. with the careers yeah well, we don't know if he actually killed the girl. I don't think he did. We do because it says the cannon goes off. The cannon Yeah, didn't. but I think that she was dying anyway. I think he just went to check and, on her. And said that she uh, was. If anything, it could have been a mercy kill. So she wasn't yeah. suffering. Yeah, we don't know for sure if he actually killed her. Okay, so Glimmer was the one with the bow. In yeah. The, in- and her and Kato's like little love okay but because they were supposedly from the same district right no in they, the movie they were though no chloe no, and Kato is from one glimmer oh. and marvel okay clove was the dark-haired girl yeah the okay. one who throws the, with the throwing knives yeah 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 okay Gl- yeah glimmer was beautiful and she, her, that too when clove relationship with Kato, that was very weird. Was Maybe weird. they're trying to show they're horny teenagers, even though they're having time. <laughs> or even, you know, having. Or they're just so cocky as careers. Mm. You know? Or or some type of humanity to know. give them that relationship. Oh, my poor son, when we were watching it during the cornucopia scene, you have that little boy with the curly hair Aww. and like hiding, and then. Kato just comes up and like it's like the last kill right mm-hmm. and Bryson goes did he really just kill that kid and I go it's the Hunger Games kid all right I think we uh can probably wrap it up uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh I guess all in all I I like the movie but when you a- compare it there you can't you know there's no comparison it, you definitely have to take them as two separate things yeah even though, yeah oh well. you do a really good job of encompassing the biggest parts of making it known that it's about this book yeah but they, they i think as readers we'll always pick apart movies of books that we've read always 
one of the only book series or books that I've ever seen a movie that I love is Little Women. Yeah. So all in all, the movie was good. But like Jen said, compared to a book, Mm -hmm. it just, it will never live up, I don't think. Um, But there's some good points and bad points, I think. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to dive into Catching Fire. Me too probably one of my favorites and where my real love for Pita comes I've already read the first 10 chapters get ready guys for uh my Pita fangirl it's just it's not gonna go away it's just beginning it's just beginning you you should already know I'm I'm pretty sure you know where we stand it's bad it's so bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you live in more than reason that's real love it's so Okay, so listeners, thanks for tuning in to all the things with us. Um, we are super excited to be doing this reread. Watch the movie. Let us know your thoughts on all of it. Um, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at the Territorial Play Podcast. Check me out on Bookstagram at Lady Perfectionist. Host Amanda is Quinn of the Rereads, and um shoot us a dm on anything you want us to discuss talk about anything about the hunger games and uh we're here for anything else bookish topic related that you want to discuss and until next time happy listening <laughs>